Welcome once again to another episode of the Audio 9 Design Podcast. I'm Jason. We're going to go back to the foundation, the root of how you got to be the designer you are, some of the elements you use in your designs every day. We're going to talk about how this element is used by some brands and only this. And of course, we're going to talk about the trends associated with this topic. And what we're talking about today is typeface and font design. So do you remember, way back when, when it all started? Maybe it was your foundations class, or it was called fonts, or typefaces, or even lettering. Basically, it all started with a font. What were you going to say? What were you going to use in this design? All the elements had to come together perfectly. And font and typeface played a major part in that. Especially for me, the font of a design became a major part of some of my designs. But What are your own tried-and-true rules for using or not using typefaces? Are you strictly a, I use three typefaces, three fonts max, and that's it? Or are you more of a, well, today I decided to use 30, so that's what I'm going to do? Do you take other parts of that into consideration you're talking about? I mean, even as far as to go, say, a printer, are you thinking about that? Of course you're thinking about your client, but are you thinking about... How difficult is it going to be to read this final design, no matter how cool it looks? Are you going to be able to get your point across and the complete message based on your font usage? They're all little parts of a greater whole. And I found some excellent information on this topic from Creative Block, that's B-L-O-Q, if you didn't know, dot com. An article titled, Typography Rules and Terms That Every Designer Must Know. And it goes like this. Typography is, quite simply, the art and technique of arranging type. It's central to the work and skills of a designer and is about much more than making the words legible. Your choice of typeface and how you make it work with your layout, grid, color scheme, design theme, and so on will make the difference between a good, bad, and great design. There are lots of typography tutorials around to help you master the discipline, but good typography is often down to creative intuition. Once you're comfortable with the basics, visit some typography resources to investigate font families and discover some font pairings that are made for each other. Choosing a font. There's an astonishing array of paid-for and free fonts to choose from online, but with great power comes great responsibility. Just because you can choose from a vast library doesn't mean you have to. There's something to be said for painting with a limited palette, and tried and tested fonts like Helvetica continue to serve us well. A typeface, like any other form of design, is created by craftsmen over a substantial period of time, using the talent and experience they've been honing for many years. 
and the benefits of a professionally designed font, various weights and styles to form a complete font family, carefully considered kerning pairs, multi-language support with international characters, expressive alternate glyphs to add character and variety to typesetting are not always found in a font available for free. Here are some of the most important typographic considerations the professional designers need to take into account. First, size. All typefaces are not created equally. Some are fat and wide, and some are thin and narrow. Words set in different typefaces can take up a very different amount of space on a page. The height of each character is known as its X height, quite simply because it's based on the letter X. When pairing typefaces, such as when using a different face to denote an area of attention, it's generally wise to use those that share a similar X height. The width of each character is known as the set width, which spans the body of the letter, plus a space that acts as a buffer with the other letter. The most common method used to measure type is the point system, which dates back to the 18th century. One point is 172nd of an inch. 12 points makes one pica, a unit used to measure column widths. Typefaces can also be measured in inches, millimeters, or pixels. Number two, letting. Letting describes the vertical space between each line of type. It's called this because strips of lead were originally used to separate lines of type in the days of metal typesetting. For legible body text that's comfortable to read, a general rule is that your letting value should be greater than the font size, anywhere from one and a quarter to one and a half times. Three, tracking and kerning. Kerning describes the act of adjusting the space between characters to create a harmonious pairing. For example, where an uppercase A meets an uppercase V, their diagonal strokes are usually kerned so that the top left of the V sits above the bottom right of the A. Kerning, similar to, but not the same as, tracking. This relates to the spacing of all characters and is applied evenly. Number four, measure. The term measure describes the width of a text block. If you're seeking to achieve the optimum reading experience, it's clearly an important consideration. Number five, hierarchy and scale. If all type was the same size, then it would be difficult to know which was the most important information on the page. In order to guide the reader, then headings are usually large, subheadings are smaller, and body type is smaller still. Size is not the only way to define hierarchy. It can be achieved with color, spacing, and weight. So did it seem like you were in class again? the little basics, basic review of uh, the elements of typography and space and how we use all those as designers. Next, we head over to the blog on 99designs.com for an article written by Alex Bigman, believe it or not, 20 famous company logos made with Helvetica. Really? I personally had no idea, but I haven't put that much thought into it. Until now, of course. Just what separates a brand name in a standard, mass-distributed typeface from a bona fide logo? One of them is generic and basically worthless, while the other is hopefully an impactful, memorable, skillfully made, often very expensive work of design. In plainer terms, one of them is nothing. The other is something. Getting from point A to point B is one of the most common, difficult tasks that a graphic designer faces. How do you do it? Helvetica offers the best possible lesson. Developed in 1957 by Swiss type designers Max Meidinger and Edward Hoffman, Helvetica is such a versatile typeface that it is virtually everywhere, logo designs included. In this post, we'll look at 20 extremely famous logos all derived from Helvetica. 
that's less than half of the big brand companies out there whose logo types are based on this font, but a good sampling nonetheless. One that shows how a single typeface can work across industries from motorcycles, Harley-Davidson, to makeup, NARS. The results are varied. Some hardly resemble Havatica anymore at all, while others tweak the typeface only ever so slightly. As we'll see, though, even tiny adjustments of kerning, the space between letters or ligatures, connections between letters, not to mention color, can make a huge difference. Airlines. American Airlines. Lufthansa is also pretty close to Helvetica Black, but introduces some slight changes to the thickness of certain elements. For example, the vertical shaft of the L and the top of the A that really take it from good to great. Plus, you gotta love that orange color. Okay, how about clothing? like American Apparel, and the North Face. The North Face, by contrast, totally transforms the font through vivid color and text right aligned with a graphic emblem, which we interpret as a cliff, very appropriate for the outdoor outfitters. How about furniture, like Crate and Barrel, or Knoll? The Knoll logo relies more on the impact of the signature color. How about technology, like Microsoft? Microsoft starts from Helvetica Black Oblique, the italic variant of the heavy font, and makes itself unique through a distinctive ligature between the F and T, as well as one between the O and S that takes a cut out of the former. What about Skype? Skype, meanwhile, starts with Helvetica rounded bold, smashes the letters together, and encloses them with a friendly bubble. Not our favorite aesthetic, but it is recognizable. How about electronics, like Panasonic? Both the Japanese manufacturer Panasonic and the German manufacturer Blaupunkt stay very close to the standard Helvetica typefaces, spicing them up mainly with color. While Panasonic absorbs this into the letters themselves, Blaupunkt isolates it with an emblematic blue dot onto vehicles, like Harley-Davidson. Would you ever have guessed that Harley-Davidson, the quintessential symbol of masculine Americana, was based on a Swiss typeface? Granted, there are significant changes here to the point where very little other than the basic shape of Helvetica Extra Compressed remains, although can definitely see it in the Ds. How about Jeep? Jeep remains much more similar to its source, but widens the loop of the J, drops and tweaks the Es, and rounds the inside points of the P. How about office supplies like Scotch or 3M? We're not sure if the Scotch logo is very successful apart from the signature plaid pattern found in its tape products, which carries much of the brand's marked mnemonic weight. But the simply named 3M, on the other hand, soars to great heights by smashing its two glyphs together and closing the three somewhat. How about department stores? Target. Target's logo is pretty uninspiring, frankly, but it's effective. A thickened up version of Helvetica Bold, not quite as thick as Helvetica Black, with a Target sign whose rings are of equal weight. JCPenney. JCPenney is nothing to write home about either, but is noteworthy for being one of the few companies to make use of Helvetica's slimmer variety, Helvetica Light. Cosmetics and Hygiene. Oral-B, which makes toothbrushes and other dental care items, totally transforms its base font through an interesting ligature between the R and A, weirdly reminiscent of Microsoft now that we look at it, and another that elides the dash with the B. How about NARS? NARS transforms Helvetica light, we think, with equal bravado by slimming down the characters even further and overlapping them. Food, like Dole. Talk about the difference here. 
Could you imagine a bigger disparity between the bold, tight, and bright Do logo, which rounds the O into the sun and adds curves to the L, and its standard drab appearance in Helvetica Black? Nestle. Likewise, the Swiss chocolatier Nestle makes use of its national typographic inheritance, but implements major changes, rounding all the corners and adding a distinctive bar. Then they put a bird on it. In conclusion, you can take a basic typeface and turn it into logo potential through the following types of tweaks. First, tightening kerning, the distance between letters. Two, unique alignment, like the North Face logo. Three, adding ligatures, connecting letters. Four, modify glyphs, slightly changing the shape of the letters. Five, color. Six, an emblem or other graphic component. That's just to name a few, of course. The exact route you take will depend on your brand and brief. How many times have you done that move yourself? You're banging your head against the wall trying to find the perfect logo or setup for a design. You take one simple element, make a cut here, make a fold there, add this, change this color, and all of a sudden, you have what you were looking for. And last, but most certainly not least, we can't do a podcast here at Audio 9 without giving you some trending knowledge. So for that, we went over to the design range for 10 of the most prominent typography trends in 2017. An image speaks a thousand words, they say. We say a word can speak a thousand words as well. Typography is a big player in digital web design and for a good reason, from artistic design to channeling the user journey. Here's 10 of the most important typography trends of 2017 you need to know. 10 hours, 39 minutes. According to a Nielsen study, this is the amount of time the average American spends on electronic media per day. Almost half of a person's day is spent looking at TV, smartphones, tablets, video game systems, etc. As a result, digital typography is such an important concept to remember when developing your brand's online user interface. But what exactly is digital typography? Typography is just simply the layout and styling of the text you have on a page or screen. This could include points such as font style, size, and placement. Having a well-thought-out strategy when regarding this approach can give your brand positive impressions in the eyes of target groups and consumers. With your business's marketing goals afoot for the new year, let's go through 10 exceedingly crucial typography trends for 2017 that can greatly expand your company's web authority. 1. Custom Fonts Looking back to when Apple released their sans-serif typeface San Francisco in mid-2014, first used in their introduction of the Apple Watch, we slowly began to notice this direction towards brand-specific typefaces being pursued by other industry-recognized tech giants. Google recently developed a new multi-script typeface this past year, with its purpose being made for the web from type designers around the world to support Unicode web publishing in the Middle East, South Asia, and Southeast Asia. It can be advantageous for your business to consider going after development of its own typeface. While it takes time and investment in the beginning, people enjoy diversity, and what better of a way to show it than having a personalized font, one that's enjoyable enough for the user to look at for extended periods of time, can go a long way in building company reputation and brand likability with consumers. Number 2. Variable Fonts 
Announced in mid-September of 2016, a joint development project by Microsoft, Google, Apple, and Adobe was officially introduced to the public. What was the project? It's being called an OpenType variable font, and it can actually change the way in which we comprehend responsive web design. Best described by Adobe Typekit blog in reference to what a variable font is. Imagine raising your favorite font's X height just a touch at small sizes. Imagine sharpening or rounding your brand's typeface in a way its type designer intended for the purposes of art direction. Imagine shortening descenders imperceptibly so that headings can be set and tight without letters crashing into one another. Imagine all this happening live on the web as a natural part of responsive design. This flexible solution in online typefaces is just the beginning for new tool sets to be used by designers. Number three, tiny or large. When it comes to displaying words on a computer screen, one of the more highly discussed topics is how and why sizes come into play. Bigger sized fonts can help convey a powerful message in a way that doesn't seem overly repulsive for consumers to view. On the other hand, smaller texts allow your brand to better display a highlighted product or service so that the focus is visually set. The trend for 2017? Either go big or go small. The middle ground is slowly going out of fashion. Spend time with your marketing team and see which type will best fit with the brand image you are trying to present. Number four, handwriting for the win. Handwritten typefaces are becoming more popular than ever. We're beginning to notice that a larger number of brands are using handwritten font for their web pages, visual logos, and social representations. The reason for this is simple. It creates a friendly and welcoming feel for users who are delving into businesses' web pages. When the uniqueness of a font can go a long way in guiding a consumer through a targeted user journey in which a company wants to build a story, this can be anywhere from introducing a new product or explaining the behind-the-scenes details regarding development projects. Mix and match your design. A rather interesting movement we have seen in 2016 and are sure to see in 2017 is the idea behind using different typefaces together to create a larger arrangement theme. In this blog by Elegant Themes, it explains that a mixed and matched design doesn't just mean a variation on a single font, but a carefully matched set of very different fonts that play on each other's idiosyncrasies to create an overall visual effect. Effectively bringing together different styles in typography can lead to a better visual representation of your brand, thus making consumers more eager to interact with what products or services your business has to offer. Number six, different fonts have different personalities. According to this study by Wichita State University, fonts such as Times New Roman, Arial, and Cambria all reach people who have stable personalities, while fonts such as Gigi, Kristen, and Rage Italic tend to please people who are more creative. Companies are starting to recognize that different fonts attract different consumer audiences, and in today's digital-driven world, this can make or break a campaign to drive more customer leads. Try out different fonts and see which ones connect better than others. Number seven, responsive is a must. To maintain good responsive design practices, you must consider how a font looks on a diverse list of devices, including smartphones, tablets, laptops, etc. Your brand's typeface must be able to shrink and grow according to the screen's dimensions. If it is responsive, then users will have a hard time reading what content is on your web page. With new ways of accessing the internet, this is a trend that will continue to be hugely important for years to come. Number eight, 
Best font for a mobile website? Piggybacking on the last point, the importance of having a font that is clearly visible on all different smartphone screen resolutions is imperative for your business. With around 72% of adults in the United States owning a smartphone in 2016, the significance behind providing responsiveness for your business's typefaces and a pleasant mobile user experience design is tremendous. But what is the best font? Many sources will tell you that sans-serif fonts are your best bet when displaying content on mobile devices. Their versatility for different platforms and easy-to-read structure makes their fonts the best for smartphones and tablets alike. Number 9. Geometric A modernist approach to displaying words, the sharpness and defined feel that geometric letters have on a web page are awe-inspiring. A popular direction of typography that we are sure to see in 2017 is this style of almost cube-like letter writing. Eye-grabbing and a futuristic impression, geometric fonts can intrigue an audience on many different levels. Number 10. The Most Used Typography Fonts in 2016 According to a research study done by Hong Kayan, the top 10 free and paid fonts mentioned by web and graphic designers were Myriad Pro Free, Bebus New Free, Ubuntu Free, PT Serif Free, Futura Paid, Helvetica Paid, and Fedra Sans Paid. We'll be sure to keep an eye on these moving forward in 2017. A quick wrap-up. As beautifully explained by the digital marketing agency, Omcore, it's easy to see why typography has evolved into its own discipline within design. An image with the power to influence thought and behavior is an art, and those with creative aptitude can harness the power of that in lucrative ways throughout diverse industries. Typography is just one of the many ways a brand can convey a message that resonates deeply with their targeted audience creating an emotional experience for users who explore their web pages. Let your words say more than a thousand in meaning and visual approach. That's going to wrap up another episode of the Audio 9 Design Podcast, bringing you the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry. I hope you found this informative, maybe even inspiring in some ways. And if you have any suggestions for a podcast or want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information, as well as everything else you need to know at audio9, that's the number 9, design.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.